if you're not feeling well, perhaps you could take this antidote. And he smiles. Um, speaking of which, um, which, 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 which vendor was this, by the way? Because some of them don't exactly like me. It was the blacksmith. Well, he was a guy with swords. Oh, you mean the guy with the really big belly and the, the pipe? Yeah, that one. Oh, yeah, he doesn't like me. I thought the point of this was that I was going to take said money and put said money on counter so you could get said book that is okay. on the counter right now in front of you. Sir, we were previously talking about a bundled discount. Uh, now considering that I would like to purchase the book, the two whistles, and the sword. Um... Oh, oh, why am I having so much company tonight? Oh, Mr. Mest, you attract people. Get all of you inside now. What? Well, that was Why? the plan. We weren't going to sleep outside. Inside now. Well, I mean, that's sure. where we're going. That's where we're going, man. Inside. Yeah, no. I, okay, see, okay, sure. See, yeah, yeah, no, that's me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are you okay, Mr. Mest? You seem a bit frightened. With good reason. Now get inside. Okay. Okay, then. She pulls out the vial that Warrensburg gave her. Well, here's it goes to nothing. Pops it open and drinks it. Welcome back to this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles, Season 1, Episode 18. I'm your host and Game Master for this evening. Morning? It should be morning for you guys, I think. Time is really weird and irrelevant at this point. Time is an abstract construct. <laughs> <laughs> my fault, exactly. Uh, uh, Miss, you want to finish that one? No. You're hearing it here first, folks. Mesta believes time is a construct, and I believe it too. All right. So, as I said, I'm your host and game master. My name is Emily, also known as Snow, and I play Snow in the other podcast. So go ahead and go take a listen to that after you listen to this, because this one is fantastic. Thank you. Now let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. And by that, just think about where you would be positioned normally. <laughs> Hey, everybody. I am Quentin from the aforementioned other podcast, which is by the transitive property, not as fantastic as this one because it was not mentioned to be so. But here I play the obviously much more fantastic than my podcast. Charles Smoot, 57 year old biology teacher born and raised in upstate New York, currently just trying to figure out what direction the group is going in. Wow. You actually know your age this time. I do. It's a miracle. I mentally suppressed for the last year and I remembered to count that back in. I've come to terms with it. Hi, my name's Zach. You can also call me Blarg. My name's Alfred Kenneth Mest. I was a pharmaceutical engineer before the event. Had a bit of a bit of bit of trouble with my studies lately and needed some extra cash. Was hoping to get some and then the the event happened. And the Fire Nation attacked. That's yes, good. The, the Fire Nation attacked and everything was destroyed. We woke up not in Kansas anymore, and now we're finding out what's going on. Hi, uh, this is Jaden. I, I play Finevere Avir, uh, a motivated bard that aspires to be a successful merchant. He also writes fan fiction in his free time. <laughs> he writes fan fiction. Oh, I love it. I, it has gone on canon that he does write his own chapters of uh, Prophet of Prophet. 
not guess, the kind of fan fiction. I, I guess you could count that as fan fiction. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not the kind of fan fiction I was thinking. I was thinking he was like writing fan fiction about him and Amali, like going on their adventures. It's more like fan nonfiction. There you go. <laughs> Hi, my name's Andrew, and I play Alan Taylor, the ingloriously oblivious Ohio 20-something who misses mama's cooking. So... After finally reuniting with Cece, the party returns to the Hill House. Well, you returned. And Amalie is still nowhere to be seen. Apparently, Topti left the village. But now we return to the scene. Late at night, the windows of the house haphazardly covered with blankets and the scent of paranoia drifting off the sweat of Alfred's brow. The front door swings open. And I leave you with that. Perception check. Who's coming through the door? You may make perception checks, absolutely. Oh, All right. boy. Oh, boy. Eleven. Ah, uh, ah, uh, seven. <laughs> Nine for Finn. We are all exhausted and paranoid. You are. Cool. That actually does remind oh, me. Was that, was that perception checks? Yes. yes. I rolled a one. I rolled a three. I rolled a one. And Andrew has I got no... a rock. Where are the no, rocks? Um... They're in the trees. Oh, my God. Literally anyone could be walking through this door right now, and none of us have the foggiest clue who it is. I, I would be standing right in front of the door, so I would assume I'd, I'd, with, a, with an 11, I'd at least pass something. Yeah, it's better than it take 10. So, everybody else who is not messed, who is very paranoid, he's at a bonus because of this paranoia. It's he's, amazing. like, paying attention, focused on this door. I, I, I was trying you to were head literally, out the yeah, door. Yeah, you're right there so. at the door. So the door opens up. The, the door I get hit inward. with the door. You get hit with the door, but you catch it with your hand. Everybody else who is not really paying too much attention, they're just observing the blankets around the room. One of them does notice, not Andrew, <laughs> Alan, I mean, <laughs> with a <the> one, <laughs> notices the, some of the fire and candlelight flickers a little bit as the door does open, though. But Alfred, Amalie is standing outside the door, drenched in water. Okay, I've realized it's Amali. I want to take another perception check to check if he has the Toda. Okay, this is one. This one's much better. Twenty-four. As Amali, he walks in through the door. You hear his squelching footsteps. All of you now do take notice, although you are all exhausted. FYI, remember you're exhausted. Minus four for dexterity and strength stuff. He walks in through the door, and you observe him, but you don't see him holding the bag, nor do you see when he, before when he ran off that he had the bag on his back. With the baby Toto's body hanging um, upright, where instead of, yeah, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? It's heads in the bag. It's bodies that just, legs are sticking up in the air, basically. So he was running around with the Toto like that. You do not see that on his back. It took you long enough. Uh, Amali, where's the supplies from the trip? Uh, I took care of it. Did you lose them in a bet during a wet t-shirt contest? What happened? No, I took care of it. Oh my gosh, you killed the thing? No, I didn't kill the thing. I just took care of it, okay? Well, who's taking care of it? Dad, don't worry about it. If he says he's gone, then he's got it. The important thing is that you're back. Oh, you had me worried to death. I thought you went out there and did something stupid. He pauses as if he was about to say something, and he says, I didn't do anything stupid, by most standards. Okay, well, calling me relieved. We'll come back. I, I I look around for Cece, trying to get her. Finnair, uh, I don't yeah. know if relieved is a color. Is it somewhere between like a baby blue and a cerulean? I'm I'm not quite sure. Uh, I'm going to silently appreciate the pun and be quiet about it. And he walks over to Cece. I know you were looking looking for her, right? 
She's in the room. She's just standing at the back. She actually comes out from the kitchen, and he walks over to her. Glad you're up and about. Hiya, Molly. It's nice to see you again. Of course, everything is perfectly fine. Nothing went wrong. Everything is good. I did not leave the house at all. Not at all. I was here the whole time. She looks warily back and forth. He doesn't seem to care, though, and he does give her a hug. It does not last long, though. Oh, Alan wants a hug. Hug yourself. Do you say anything out loud? No. It's just his inner longing. Is he trying to hide the fact that he wants a hug? He's not expressing it. It's plain to see on your face. Kelsey walks over and she pats you on the back. Do do you need a hug, Alan? Maybe. Here. And she stretches out her arms. I could use one too. It's been a long, long week. Alan reciprocates. All right. She gives you a hug and she squeezes, but you can tell it's not very strong. In fact, it seems like it's a very tired hug. It's a, I want to go to sleep. But I'm awake because everyone else is awake, hug. Oh, Smoot uh, defies this reality and substitutes his own. Uh, he finds the closest place on the floor to prop up himself against a wall and attempts to sleep. Okay. So Smoot goes over, finds a wall in the kitchen that's not really being occupied or anything happening in there. I, I just thought about this, but did Smoot go through the entire the entire carnival thing shirtless? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I just realized this. With his back exposed, so everyone yeah. could see his, like, leprosy or whatever he has. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Dang it, uh, you're right. I should. I could have had some great reactions. They could have screamed. Could have gotten some intimidate we'll bonuses. We'll hear about it tomorrow. Yeah, we'll sure. definitely hear about it tomorrow. <laughs> All right. So, is there anything anyone else wanted to do this evening? Or is everyone okay settling down for sleep? Two things. One of paramount importance and one of medium importance. All right. One, I will quietly drag Taylor out of the room. Okay, so you're going to you're gonna take Taylor... Outside. Outside, okay. I give uh, him a look he... like, please come with me. Okay. But I just say not one word. Okay, so that is actually... It has to be a sense motive on Alan's part to understand the meaning that you're trying to convey if you're not using words. 18. So yeah, no, you understand that he's trying to get you to go outside with the arm pulling. And also the look he gives you is a little dubious, Mm. but you're not sure exactly why he wants to take you outside. Well, I'm sure from his perspective, he could fold me uh, into paper. So I doubt I'm very threatening. So do we make it outside? You do make it outside. Okay. Once we're outside and then further, further to where the conversation is less audible especially with everyone else having their own conversations. Do you still have it? I have what? Isabel. Who? The doll. Alan's face runs cold. Uh, yeah. Uh, reaches, without breaking eye contact, reaches into his breast pocket and pulls out the harrowing doll. All right, so you pull out the doll. Isabel, in her little green dress and blonde hair, just flops like a rag doll. I take it back. Thank you. Didn't quite achieve what you were asking. At least it's safe and so is Cece. It's been a long day. <sighs> All right. Finn, the moment that you receive Isabel from Alan Taylor, you feel a little prick in your hand. Uh, I inspect the prick. Am I bleeding? A little tiny droplet of blood does seem to form on the palm of your hand. Okay, um... 
Should I sense motive this? Because otherwise I think there's a needle in there. I would want to try to fix that. Um, I don't think sense motive would be the right thing. I think you could take a perception check. Okay. Nine. So you lift up Isabel and inspect her. You turn her around. You don't see any blood on her. And you also, like, you're feeling around, feeling the stuffing, and she's pretty solid, but you don't feel anything sharp, or at least obviously sharp, on her body. Hmm. Strange. All right. So I will regrettably uh, walk towards the woods. Okay. Um, I tell Taylor, um, okay, you can head back. Thank you. And I'll take care of this the best I can. Alan goes back inside while Finnevere, you walk off just a little ways from the house. What are you looking to do? Once I get a, a distance to like the edge of the, uh, I guess the brushed forest, I'll go in about a foot or two. Okay. I'll find something pretty to, uh, the proper up next to. I take out a rag and put it out like a blanket and I fold up one like a pillow. Okay. I, I don't, my character doesn't know what it is. I'll take the toothpaste cap and put it down and fill it with water. Okay. Sorry they won't let you stay. Sweet dreams. And I walk away. Okay. So, you do all of these things for Isabel, trying to make her a nice little home in the woods, giving her something for comfort. And you simply walk away. And you go back inside, I assume? Uh, yes. I am tired. With that, I think I'm going to say that the evening passes after everyone settles down for sleep. No watch order needed. Uh, I'm going to take offense to that notion. Okay. Alfred is a little too paranoid to not keep an eye on the house while people sleep. Okay. So your character is exhausted. He's going to start taking non-lethal damage for every hour that that he does stay awake, though. That's fine. Okay. He's... He's he's gone you, full paranoid mode. He would literally stay awake as long as he's physically able to. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out a ruling on this. Hold on. A character can stay awake for a number of hours beyond 16, which is the normal waking hours, uh, equal to their wisdom modifier without suffering ill effects. For each hour beyond this amount, they must make a wisdom check. It only starts at a DC 10 but it adds plus one for each consecutive hour that you have been attempting this check. If you fail, you take one point of sanity damage. Hmm. (laughs) I like that better. You're right. Yeah, no, that's way better. Characters who have taken sanity damage from sleep deprivation are drowsy, uh, and then the severity of the conditions is based on the total number of sanity points taken from sleep deprivation. Eventually, it can lead to madness. Okay, so messed... Everyone else has gone to sleep. You are going to have to make that wisdom saving So I get, I get two hours without anything mm-hmm. because I have a wisdom modifier of two. Yep. So uh, you get two hours. So you're going to have to make... If you want to stay up all night, that'll be six checks. For the, And the last one, I have to pass a 16. Yeah. All right. So make your first. Uh, so that's a seven. Okay. So I take... Keep okay. a running tally on this hand for you. <laughs> that's... That's one point of uh, sanity damage. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's joy. <laughs> so that's two points of sanity damage. What was the total? Uh, let me just run this by you real quick in case there's anything else we want to add on. That wasn't Ned Crit. Do we want to make it two points? Two points. Okay. Hey, we're at three sanity points. <laughs> oh! 
So, for, for every fail, I'd like to describe something. The wood creaks in the house mysteriously, and it makes you jump up. I go you to take, investigate. Take four po- you have four points of sanity. You failed uh, every what, check. Uh, how many checks do I have left? I think two. I have two more. You failed no, every one. No, he's no? only failed three thus far. It was four yeah. points. Oh, you're right. You're failed. right. Three. So now you're really halfway there. Yep. <laughs> Ten. No, that doesn't pass it. It's, it's okay, a okay. So that's point. five points. Six. Seven. Uh, somebody, uh, one of you can come up with a sound that your character makes in the middle of the night that would startle Nest. Ah. Beautiful. You hear Alan moan in his sleep. Oh, God, the zombies are, run, are rising up. The zombies are rising up now. This is the last thing we need. Oh, my gosh. Um, so. Well, you have one more roll. Okay. Come on. Do you want to go? You want to go seven for seven on, on loss of sanity now. points? I don't even know what that goes. No nope. seven for seven. You are seven for seven. He's lost seven sanity points. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't I'm know what sanity <laughs> points do, but what's my maximum? Like, <laughs> nice. Well, I wanted to be a mad scientist. Here well, we this go. Is one way of being that. <laughs> This is fun, though. You hear a fart in the middle of the night, but you're not sure who did it. And it causes all the blinds in the house to fall off. Not again! <laughs> he, he tries to fix the curtains. Uh, do we know what kind of negatives I'm at? No! Okay, so you have a sanity edge. Your sanity edge is equal to half of your sanity score. When you experience a sanity attack that causes you to gain a badness score that equals to or overcomes your sanity edge, uh, you determine the potency of the madness. Uh, it takes a while to get sanity points back. I figure. I figure. Sanity damage can be reduced in a number of ways. The most, the first and most common way is rest. For every seven full days of completely uninterrupted rest, you heal it equal to your charisma modifier plus Oof. one. Oof. And that is only a one for you. Also, My your charisma modifier of zero. <laughs> your character is drowsy. FYI. Oh, yeah. Well, wouldn't I just still be exhausted since I never slept? No, or is it drowsy pro- and additional. It's additional. It yeah, progresses. Okay, drowsy it, is an yeah. additional. I mean, goodness. Yeah. I was not expecting to use sanity rules in town. <laughs> Why? Okay, so he's not going to uh, be under the effect of it yet. because So you are still, you are 13 points away from incurring a madness. Sanity points are only relevant once you are past the point of sanity's edge. Okay. So, so once you break that uh, tipping point of your sanity's edge, you will incur a madness, which is randomly determined by a percentage die. But it can cause things such as delirium, delusion, hallucination, mania, night terrors, even more paranoia, or you might even get a new phobia. You could also get amnesia, dissociated identity... And schizophrenia. Have fun with that, Snow. I know. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> this this was my fault. Uh, plan your next day moves while I figure this out. <laughs> Sleeping. Well, congratulations. You successfully stayed up the entire night. Um, did I notice anything important over the night? No, you, you didn't make <laughs> that. You didn't make that check. Bro. <laughs> There's zombies at the doors. There was a zombie outbreak in the middle of the night. We don't know what's going on. Oh, Zach. Oh, no. 
we, I was exhausted from the trip we took. Yep, I decided true. to stay up all night on paranoia and, and adrenaline. Yep. I am I am just... <laughs> so he, I might as well be unconscious. The fun thing is, is okay, he's still so also you want, under the exhaustion debuff. That's true. And um, so, Zach, it sounds like you're okay with being extremely drowsy. I, you I, are at a minus eight. Oh, dear Lord. To everything. Okay. You have accepted this. I was just going to go with the minus four, but you have accepted the minus eight. <sighs> okay. All right. Hey, 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 that's not true. Wait. He doesn't take the minus eight to specifically fortitude saves. There you go. <gasps> Amazing. Everything else, though, skill checks, ability scores, initiative, all other uh, saves. Characters with moderate drowsiness or severe drowsiness must attempt a DC 10 wisdom check or fall asleep for 1d10 minutes. Well, we see how well that went. All right, let's do it again. It's <laughs> hey, a good okay. So 12. Your character standing up. I'm, go I'm going to say he's standing up right now because this is going to be fun. Your character standing up feels himself starting to sway until finally the paranoia makes him basically just snap in his mind. And he falls over unconscious on the floor okay. at Alan's feet, who then farts on him. <laughs> I'm unconscious. It doesn't matter. There you go. Well, just you all have fun. Everyone else is awake now. Congratulations. There was a thud on the floor and everyone else woke up. Oh, oh, oh what was that? You I, wake up. Did anyone else hear that? You're in the kitchen. Uh, <clears throat> Smoot walks out of the kitchen into the main living room where he assumes everyone else is sleeping. I think we have a mess down. Uh, is it normal waking up hours? It is normal waking up hours. It has been a total of eight hours of sleep. Everyone else has their exhausted debuff removed. Yep, and then I will wake up. Otherwise, it's a Molly's problem. <laughs> what, what, what happened to Mast? All of you, please be quiet. I have a headache. Why do you have a headache? Uh, somebody was screaming about farts. <laughs> <laughs> and zombies all night. How crass. Are you sure you weren't just hallucinating, Molly? I don't remember any of this. You all do notice, though, that the blankets that were covering the windows have all fallen to the ground, and there is sunlight streaming in. A nice, sunny, clear day. It's kind of warm out already. Almost like in the 70s. Like the year? No, Andrew, Nimrod. Gosh. Like, are, are we sure that it's Mest who's the one who's not mentally cognitive right now? <laughs> uh, no, I'm talking about the temperature. Not Celsius. Oh my god, I was about to say Celsius. Are we all on fire? <laughs> but Fahrenheit. <laughs> I hate you all. I quit this game. Stop it. Oh, GM, you look quit. out the That's windows. It. it looks like the 70s outside. <laughs> there are children on bicycles and rap everywhere. Is anyone sleeping on the couch currently? I there, was on the floor. I was also on the floor. There There's is nobody couch. on the couch. There is no couch. There's a bench. That's okay, fine. that I makes sense. I would pick Mest up, and if no one is on the bench, I would place Mest on the bench. <laughs> Red lights. No, 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 yeah, yeah you, you, you just. No, I'm just mumbling. All right. Well, it looks like Mest is going to be out of commission. Ah, yes, the wooden bench. So much better for your back than the floor. With, with, with Alan's sass, Smoot will pick Mest up and grab his bedroll and just walk outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm being put outside. Uh, Smoot. Smoot. Put him with the, the sheep. That's a good idea. We'll yeah. aim on, on, on the hay bale. Put him inside in a bedroll. Well, well, what's the difference? I'm sure the hay's more comfortable than the bench or the floor. Cece comes walking down the stairs, followed, well, climbing down the stairs, followed by Kelsey. Oh, it's great sleep. What? Smoot walks did, out the door with Mast. Did 
Mr. Miss die? Yep, taking out the trash. Uh, That's uh, not funny, Mr. Smoot. I'm sure Mest would have left if he was awake. He's just tuckered out from being a paranoid schizophrenic. Uh, what? I think he stayed up a little late. He should be fine. Okay, um, oh, go put him by the sheep. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Hey, I plan on going by the market later. Do you want me to pick you up anything? Oh, you're you're going to the market? Can yeah. I come along? Uh, well, of course. Amali doesn't say anything. You just hear him sigh heavily in the background. I love you. Just, uh... Kelsey also goes outside following after Smoot to ensure that things are being done properly. David walks into the kitchen. Oh, duh. That was a great sleep. Oh, my goodness. I actually really do miss sleeping at this place. Oh, what are you doing? Hey, David, Mr. Upscale. I give him a little pa-pa, like a... Yeah, it is upscaling. And he does like this weird little dance that you've never seen before. It's like he's crossing he's, his hands in Fortnite front. Fortnite dancing. Yeah, he's doing a Fortnite dance. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, it, it makes no sense to me, but I do my best to imitate it. All right. So you, you attempt to do so. It's a little difficult to follow, though. Okay. So, Some weird yeah, hip stuff yeah. is going on. That you're not sure how David is doing this with his size. But Finnevere, you crumpled up and you th- you put in your pocket, you said, like in your bandolier. Uh, yeah, I'll just pick a pocket that I figure is empty. So as you're doing this, you open up the lid of one of your pockets, like the lip of it. And it's actually bulkier than it was before. Oh, is there something I forgot? I, I try to see if there's anything in there. You do find something and it actually... It feels like yarn, and as you pull it out, you see that Isabel is in your pocket. I raise an eyebrow and have a s- small smile on my face. Snow, quick question. How unco- like how long am I going to be unconscious? Your character has to sleep. He's going to be asleep for eight hours. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Your character has to get his sleep or else he... I mean, you can technically attempt to force yourself to wake up. But you failed a lot of saves. <laughs> I would just rest. You're at minus eight until you wake up. Exhausted, extreme drowsiness, and seven points of sanity damage. <laughs> Does not go away easily. Yeah. Well, let's see. It's going to take, what, seven weeks for that that sanity damage yeah. to be removed? Yeah. Why would you do this to yourself? Of weeks of continuous rest. If Why you wouldn't sleep, I do this to myself? If you sleep for six straight days, but miss the seventh, you get nothing. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, yes, Finevere, Isabel is back in your inventory. How strange. Currently, Finn is going under the assumption that this is either an artifact or a familiar or, well, it hasn't hurt anyone, so not a poltergeist yet. Okay. He's very curious. Okay. Why don't you make a perception check really quick? That is a 24. The strange thing is, it seems like the doll is no longer smiling, but has somewhat of a frown on its face. So, you guys are all up and about. What do you do? I'm laying messed on a hay bale on the, the goat pen. Okay. Sure. We'll I'm gonna go cover out. him up with the bedroll. Okay, so we go outside really quick. All right, so Smoot is outside laying down, messed in some hay. With the goats. With goats and the sheep. Mm-hmm. And Kelsey's just watching. I don't think that this is a very good idea. Ah, uh, what's the worst that can happen to him? He could, get, he could catch a cold and get sick nah, and die. He's already caught stupidity, so I mean, that's the worst thing for him, really. 
Well, shouldn't we just let him rest normally, Mr. Smoot? Oh, he's resting right now. Look, this will be a great story. He, he, last thing he remembers, he was in the house. Next thing he knows, he wakes up outside. I'll get really paranoid, and I'll repeat the whole process all over again. Oh, gosh, he would. <laughs> Some, no. Something about, I heard him raving on about zombies. Maybe the zombies in the Red Guard have an alliance, and they moved <laughs> oh, him outside. No. Uh. After a little while of you being outside and and having this discussion with Kelsey, Alan does manage to walk outside and catch you in the middle of your conversation. Master already firmly planted on the hay bale. Put the man inside. Oh, what? The bench wasn't good enough for you. Put him in a bedroll inside. I agree. I think he should be inside. I don't think it's very nice for you to do that, Mr. Smoot. The man's already had at least four mental breakdowns this week. We don't need him having another. I mean, it, that is true, and, and to be fair, I'm not surprised. I mean, look at everything that we've been through. It's not very nice to do that. I'm also not entirely convinced that he was an entirely a mentally sane person before going in those pods. I thought they did a test for that. Oh, no. <laughs> Look, I just thought the goats and Mest would like some company. The goats would like oh, some company. What do you think Mest what do you think Mest is gonna assume if he's already paranoid and then wakes up and then sees everyone missing out of the house and that he was the only person unconscious and then wakes up? Ah, they yeah. kidnapped all of us. <laughs> yeah, that would have been worse. <laughs> so we leave a note. Hey Mest, we're out getting stuff. We could do that. Anyway, we probably need to figure out what we're doing next. Any at this point? No, I'm going to uh, what the Leomars. Oh, okay, that's fine. I, I was just saying what we're doing next as a group. Well, anyone who wants can come with me to Leomars. Well, maybe we should discuss with everyone before we start running off. Well, I right, can't really discuss with everyone while Mest is unconscious. So well, at least he's here. Well, yeah, but he's not exactly uh, heightenedly aware of his surroundings right now. Fruit juice. <laughs> this is obvious by the fact that he's screaming about fruit juice and that goat is nibbling on his hair. Uh, I don't think that's sanitary. Oh. Alan would go and retrieve the body of Mest along with his bedroll and carry him inside. So you are able to get Mest back inside and now now Cece's just looking at you. Oh, it would be really funny if you woke up inside the goat pen and the sheep pen and then they would have been nibbling on his hair. That's what I said. Anyway, Mr. Finnevere and I, <laughs> never mind, Mr. <laughs> Finnevere and I are going to be going shopping. I'm going to be going to Leomar's. Okay. This sounds interesting and fun. If anyone would like to join me, uh, feel free. Uh, actually, why don't we go together? That's on my list. This, at this point, Amali does sit up. Ugh. No, Cece, you cannot go to Leomar's. I was already there. He just pauses. Why? Ah, uh, ah. Uh, you're right. I did not leave the house at all. I've been here the whole time. I have... David. What? Oh. Oh, you you want an explanation? Okay. So, what happened is David goes through a whole explanation about uh, how they decided to leave the Hill House because David does not know how to take care of animals and... <laughs> among a myriad of things. And also uh, the fact that Topti ended up leaving town and she was concerned that if she left town, something might happen. So she set them up to stay with Leomar. Uh, fine. I guess we're all getting up and going outside again. Well, not best. He's going to be staying there. They can watch the house. I'm going to stick behind I and keep an eye on Mest. Amali, before you go, you got to 
uh, like a wood axe or something. Are you going to kill him? No. I'm going to make firewood while you're I don't know. You make some threats sometimes that are kind of concerning. Only to that dang animal. Ah, and Warrensburg. And the Red Guard. Exactly my point. All right. If you promise not to kill anything while you're at our house, I'll tell you where the axe is. I solemnly vow that I shall not murder anything while I am on your premises. I think that's about as good as you're going to get. Uh, how about this? Solemnly vow not to murder anything. We don't need the attention. I will not murder. That's fair enough. All right. Fine. The axe is out front. Awesome. <laughs> Jaden, I love the note. Isabel is back. Smiley face. She's sad. Brownie face. Ah, I love it. Goodness. So everybody, before they do leave, Molly does look back at you, Alan. Are you sure you want to stay here? I'm pretty sure Alfred would be fine on his own. If you'd like me to come along, I can come along. It's up to you. I could care less, but, I mean, if you're up here, you might as well take care of the animals. Which, speaking of which, wait, when did they get back? They were no, here the that's whole true. time. That's true. They weren't there when we let, when we got here at first. David walks over. Oh, no, I got them back last night. I'm really good at what I do. Uh, Taylor will stick around and take care of the animals and tend to the the homestead okay uh so for now we're going to head into the market to get away from this area so everybody except for alfred and alan the two owls oh gosh Al Al squared y'all head down from the hill house making your way down into the marketplace of ashby and you then head into leomore's place first right is that where you're going that's where Smoot would be going. Okay, so if there aren't any objections, uh, Smoot leading the way, Amali in tow, who is walking directly beside Kelsey and Cece, both on either side of him. Finevere trying to be in step, but somehow being pushed out of the way by one of the girls, which would be Cece. And David following behind. All right, so you guys go into Liamor's reliquary. As you enter down the familiar tunnel, down under the ground, you smell something. Why don't you all make a perception check for me really quick? 12 for Finn. 25 for Smooth. Okay. So you all actually smell a very sweet odor. It reminds you somewhat of apple pie. Hmm. Hmm. Something smells really good. I wonder what Liamor is making. Hmm. That smell good. Who knew he had the talent for culinary arts? She runs down past Smoot, charging into the room, and you all make your way down there. And as you get down there, you do see that there is a small door in the back that seems strange because it doesn't look like it would fit Liamor very well. But you see some legs walking in the back that's very well lit, almost like it's a living space. Hello? Is this the, not the counter that we're used to? The counter is there. But there is a door behind it that you didn't notice before, almost like it was made to blend into the wall. Is anyone here? Yes. Leomore pokes his head out under the door, and he actually is on his hands and knees, somewhat crawling through it. Oh, hello. It is good to see you again, friends. And it's good to see you. How have you been? I have been well. Thank you for asking Excellent to hear. Uh, now, Smoot, before I, I take care of my business, I think you had something to ask him. 
Uh, yeah, this was uh, more of a personal matter, but uh, Liamorn. Yes. Uh, I've gotten a little bit of advice from some people who study medicine, but and I myself am not no stranger to human anatomy and various forms of infections and diseases. In our previous conversation, I remember you talking about, and I've overheard some people saying the forest may have a blight on certain individuals who are there. Yes, I was afflicted by such a, what you might call, a curse. Is there anything that uh, helps you distinguish or tell whether or not it is a curse of the forest? When one is afflicted, it tends to appear differently for each person. It may be from the forest or it may not, but it is easier to assume that it is the latter. But is there anything we can really do? Uh, Smoot would then at this point, because, uh, yeah, I don't know what this is. And he kind of just turns around and points to his back with the uh, still peeling flesh. Liamore, standing back up and looming over you, almost covers his face to be shocked. Oh, that looks quite painful. Well, it definitely isn't fun. This started, uh, it started itching and irritating back while we were still in town, but after we left and uh, went into the forest again, I noticed it got progressively worse. Ah, I see. Oh my, your best bet is to see one of the medical persons at one of the bases for Seekers. They may have something to help. Unfortunately for me, it is too late. Which base is known to have some of the better ones? I'm going to travel all the way anywhere. I want to make sure that I get the best treatment I can. I do not know that. I only know that you can be treated there. I have no experience with anything but what I had at Lamb's Respite. And were they able to do anything for you? He pauses and puts his hand back down and in front of his like on his leg as he sits tries to like sit down in this tiny little chair that seems to just strain under his weight. Unfortunately, if you could not tell, not much could be done. They slowed it for a time until I eventually became this. It makes it difficult to go outside. The people don't exactly like what I am. What's well, a shame. You are after all a very nice man. You see a little tiny tear form in one of his eyes. Thank you. Well, if you ever need any company, uh, you know where to find us. Uh, if you don't feel like coming out, you can just go ahead and send a letter our way or get someone to deliver a message. All right. Uh, other than that, thank you for the advice. Did anyone else have anything else they wanted to take care of? Yes, uh, Liam Moore. Yes. I noticed that you had um your... Uh, anyway... More to the point, do you have a way of determining if something is a real relic or not? It is difficult to determine, but I can. I look to my left and right and notice that may cause controversy. Uh, I will take Isabel out and have her sit on my hand. Oh. You see, uh, we picked this little one up while we were out in the forest. I don't know how, but regardless of distance, it does seem to return to me each evening, regardless of if it's been set down or not. Interesting. 
So you just have it in your hand, holding it out to him? Uh, no, I'm not holding it out to I'm showing him. If he reaches out for him, I'll, I'll give him a caution. Okay. He, he leans forward in his chair, and you hear it creak under his weight, straining as if it's about to break, but it doesn't. Oh, well, I'll, get, but, I'll get closer. I'm all right. I can see it fine. I think, no, I could be wrong, but this may be a child's toy. Some evil witch voodoo magic child's toy? I've heard of several kinds of them, but this one seems to be of an older brand. They are called, and he seems to be thinking for a moment, Never Lost Dolls. And you are right, they cannot be lost. For once they are chosen by the owner, they latch on. They cannot be destroyed they can only be given away. The only way to destroy them is if the owner dies and it is not claimed. It seems to have the adverse effect that if the owner should try to get rid of it too many times, the doll will cause you to experience nightmares and it will show you nightmares of things that it thinks that you have done to it. If you leave it behind, it will bring up a memory, or even a thought of being abandoned by your own friends. Quite, quite a rude doll, if I would say. Alright, then in other words, it's harmless, as long as it's kept around? Yes, like I said, a child's toy, perhaps used to teach children to not misplace them. And he chuckles a little bit. So there goes communication with the afterlife. Oh, well, thank you so much, Leomore. Your wisdom is greatly appreciated. Of course. Is there anything else that I can help you with? Because the caravan came into town, we did have some new relics and some old go. Well, unless you got something for under a hundred silver, uh, I think I'm strapped. I mean, while we're here, we might as well take a look at inventory. See if there's anything of interest. Okay. So do you look around? Ah, uh, Smoot would. Okay. So, Smoot goes around the room, and I believe your character took a look last time, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you no longer see the cape there. <gasps> no, that's the only thing I had my eye on. The cape seems to have either been purchased or taken in some way. Its stall is no longer filled with anything, and it's just a black box. But you go around and you still see what looks to be a little square, like a little cube that says automated cook on it. Another beastler. The automated cook is six crow. The beastler is 30 silver. You see something that is labeled a blinking nodule that is 200 silver. Something called a glow brand that is 10 copper and something that says just detonation on it that is 10 silver. Oh, hey, Leomore. Yes. What what are some of these things do? Why is this one only ten copper? It, well, it is very common. It will attach itself to walls, skin, leather, and many other objects and substances. But if you tap it in different rhythms, you can make it glow. It can be very bright, dim. Or nothing, but it only lasts for a short period of time at bright 
It lasts for one hour and provides 120 feet of light. If you set it to dim, it will give you that dim light for 60 feet indefinitely. He explains that it does have a limited number of uses. Uh, basically, what you do is you roll a d20, and if you roll a one on a one on a d20, that's the last use that you get out of it. So you don't know if it functions all like if it's fully functional or if it could break in the next use you have. I like that. That's good. Uh, well, uh, while we're here, uh, I doubt we'll be finding a use for these. Liamor, would would you appraise something for me? Of course. Uh, I would hand him my character's laptop and phone. Okay. I don't know if they're worth anything. That's why I want him to appraise it. These are things from a much older time. I don't know if they have any particular value or not, though. He looks at them and you place them on the counter. Mm-hmm. Okay. He lifts it up with one finger, the laptop, and he, f- he seems to feel the weight. It's almost like his nail kind of digs underneath of it and just lifts it. And he puts it back down and he looks at the phone and he touches it. And lifts it up and seems to tap on it a little. Do they function? Uh, I can try. I, I attempt to turn either of the objects on. Okay. Um, by some miracle, the phone seems to boot up and then it shuts off. Well, it almost did. It kind of wanted to and then it decided that it didn't. Unfortunately, relics do have a requirement to function in some manner before I can purchase them. Uh, right now, Smoot would also try the laptop. Okay, you did. It doesn't turn on. That also doesn't. Yeah. All right, well. Yeah. So he essentially tells you that the laptop and the phone aren't worth too much. They're like a dime a dozen because there have been so many found. These are in really good condition, though. But at the same time, they're... The only thing they have found with them is that most of them are locked and they can't get into them. He also says that this looks like an extremely, like, a very old model. Like, nothing like what he's seen before, but he is familiar with the concept of it. Has anyone ever found any charging devices for these? You would have to check at one of the bases. Or another reliquary might have them, but the bases there, they have most of the relics in one of their archives. All right, well, thanks anyway for taking a look at this for me. It was my pleasure to do so. Is there anything else anyone wanted to do here at the reliquary? Oh, I'll definitely buy that little uh, copper thing if nobody else wanted. Or sorry, the little glowy thing. I don't have any money, or else I would have. He has ten of them. Uh, well, I could only buy two. (laughs) They're ten copper each. They're relics, right? They're, yeah. Yeah, he has ten of them. Weird. You can buy two if that's all you want. I'm just saying. He did say that the the um uh the never lost dolls are not relics, right? I don't want to mess up my character with obvious information. He did not specify, but he did. He didn't say that it was a relic, but he strongly hinted that it was. So he never like said directly that it was. Oh. Dang it, I asked him a direct question. And he gave you a very roundabout answer. Well, I'll I'll take it. Um, I'll buy one then. Okay. Yep, that's 10 copper. Uh, and you have one of these glow brands. Uh, so when you use it, you will roll a one, or if you, you will roll a d20. If you roll a one, that is the last use that it, that it has. Um, if you tap it 
three times, it'll emit a bright light at 120 feet for one hour. Or if you tap it twice, it will emit dim light up to 60 feet, I think is what I said, indefinitely. All right. Well, Finnevir, I knew you were excited to get uh, out on the town. Go shopping. Yes. I'm sorry, Leomor. I really would love to have what you're cooking back there, but I know that's what you usually... She looks back and forth. Never mind. Beside the point. It was nice to see you again. It was good to see you once again, young Cece. And you as well, Amali. Amali just kind of grunts. Mm. Yeah, well. <laughs> and he, he just goes back up the stairs. Smoot will follow after Amali, being attempted to be the next out of the door, and confront him with a question. So, uh, by taking care of our precious cargo, what exactly did you do with it? And is this a permanent solution? Diplomacy. And at a 15. He attempts to basically whisper this to you. It's taken care of. Permanently? No. Uh, so what do we, we got to do? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I just was, you know, tired, and I didn't want to go anywhere else, so, uh... What'd you do with it? Uh, let's just say it's in a safe spot. A, 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 a ditch in the road could be a safe spot if you cover it up. What, 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 did you gotta let people in on your plans, or if you don't have a plan, allow them to assist you make one. He seems to contemplate that for a second, but the rest of the party come up the stairs before he can say anything else. Oh, I am like, Finn is not hiding his excitement. Like, he is like literally jumping up on his toes with his backpack as much as he can. I, I'm giddy for uh, some shopping. Amali gives you the look of, why are you so excited? It's a very familiar look. You can feel it. Oh, you know, the, the caravans in town. Oh, man. Yes, exactly. The caravans in town. And... I was at the house all the time, you know. I did not go anywhere. No, we did not go anywhere at all. Not even down to Leomore's place to stay and sleep over. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, Except you did do that. But that's beside the point. Beside the point. Exactly. That is what it is. Exactly. It is beside the point. Well, why, why don't all of you go shopping? Amali, maybe we should deal with that other issue we were previously discussing. Does... Is everything Okay. Do you need help, Amali? Is is Smoot bothering you? I can, I can help. I don't know, Amali. Am I bothering you? <laughs> is that an intimidate? <laughs> it is now. It is now. No, Kelsey, I'm fine. He doesn't seem bothered by you at all. See, everything's fine. Uh, yeah, why don't you just go on with Finevere before he gets himself into trouble? You're you're pretty level-headed, and he puts his hand on, your, on her shoulder. I trust you. Finn's already gone. He's ahead. Cece's <laughs> <laughs> running after you. Uh-huh. She's blushing, and she she slowly turns and just walks in a daze. Okay, Molly. Now, now, now about our actual, like, So, what are we boys going to do, do eh? we go after oh, them. Fine. They need you. Fine. I'll, I'll be back. He he gives you the two fingers and what, points what, with what, the, what, to the eyes. Why are you two. watching me? If anything, I should be watching you. Be no, I did fine when you weren't here. And you oh, know yeah. what? You abandoned me. You left. Well, actually, what? I chose to stay. What? Beside the point. Oh, fine. I'll be, I'll be back later. Okay. Bye, guys. Okay. Now, is anyone else going to pop up that I wasn't expecting? So, Molly, what exactly did you do with the Tota? It's in a location, and we're going to switch over to the other group. On the Hill House, Alan Taylor. Make a perception check for me really quick. What's my perception again? Hold on. Isn't it one? No. Yep. It's two. Two! <laughs> so it's an 18. Okay. All right. So what has Alan been doing while the group has been gallivanting around well, town. Well, I have, wherever fresh water comes from, I have gone there, gotten fresh water, 
replace the water in the water troughs for the animals. I have put whatever food is obviously lying around, whatever, or rather, whatever appears to be food for the animals has been put in the food troughs, and the rest of the time he has spent chopping wood. Okay, so Alan's doing farming things. So... Let's just say you got the trough stuff done. You got, you're chopping some wood, but now you've decided to get some water. And here's the reason why. You look around the area, you don't see a well or anything, but you recall something about a Molly when it was raining, got a barrel out and he rolled them out and he seemed to be filling them with just the rainwater. And then he took them to a back area, which you find a shed. Before you go into the shed, you hear a splashing sound. I investigate. Okay. You open the door, and you see at the back of the room there appears to be a really poorly placed toilet, basically. It's not like it's like the um a wooden seat, it's throne of sorts. You sit upon it and you take a poop there, okay? So this is the outhouse as well as storage. It's not sanitary. We're not gonna talk about it. I don't know why I did it this way, beside the point. You also find barrels in there. But to be more specific, to the left when you enter, you see blue eyes staring at you and a little grayish-skinned Tota peeking its head over a tub of water. I shut the door. It sinks back into the water as you shut the door, so it's like at the same time. (sighs) I look around as best I can for any form of gloves. You find a pair of small, what appears to be CeCe's-sized hand gloves that are haphazardly strewn in some bushes for some reason. Well, my hands ain't fitting in them. Nope. I go back to the shed. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of other water barrels in there, Are there any water there, barrels the close to the door and not near the Toda? The, so, when you walk in, directly to the left would be the tub of water. And if you walk straight back... Like, aligning along the wall, there are, like, several other barrels. And where was the Toda? In the tub of water that is directly to directly the left of the door. Directly next you probably to the door. Have about, you probably have about three feet of distance between the door and that tub. This is just a very well Alan. plan. Alan's lips move amidst a string of silent curses. <laughs> As he thinks of Amali and his now unyielding discomfort with the thought of it being near him. As you're as you're doing that, the little turtle dips into the water and you see a little plink of like a drop of water just raise up and it starts swimming around in there and it starts splashing and playing. I will enter cautiously and shut the door behind me. <laughs> Welcome to the rumble gnome. And I look to the tub and I tell the toda. Yep. <clears throat> you stay in there and I'll stay out here. I'm going to get a barrel, and we're going to be fine. However, (laughs) if you approach me, we will not be fine. The Toto pokes its head up over the water as you you say that, and it just goes, I'm going to take that as a yes. So, Alan. It has these tiny little blue eyes staring at you blankly. Your cuteness will not save you from my fury. (laughs) Can I get that on a shirt, please? (laughs) No, no, it's the meme of the woman pointing at the cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the cat. Um, I will Perfect. slowly and very carefully 
keeping an eye on while well, uh, while keeping an eye on the Toda, go across the room to get a barrel of water. Okay, you do so, and the Toda just seems to be watching you occasionally diving back under the water and swimming around. At one point, it actually comes out of the water and it seems to squirt water at you, playfully. Did it remain in the tub? Yes, it is in the tub. It just raises its head up and goes with then the I water. Will look at it and go. You're still in there. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Alan will continue to drag the barrel out. Okay. It just is watching you very closely as you do so. Its eyes big and wide, staring blankly. And you leave the shed. And close the door securely. Is there a latch or lock or any sort of securing mechanism on this door? Inside for when you're taking a poop. Uh... (laughs) Yes, there's handles on both sides, but there's only a locking mechanism on the inside. That just means that... The Toda can lock itself in? No, the Toda can just push the door open. Amali did not think this through. No, no, it can't. You said the door opens outward. I would like to make the argument that it is still there. It is still there? Yes. It has remained for one night. Congratulations. Such such security. Very surprised. Very trapped. It survived Alan discovering it. That's true. That that is an accomplishment. Alan is significantly is calmer than other days because he, he is occupying his waking moments with very soul soul soothing farm work. This is the most at home he's felt in a while. Uh, Mest, would you like to make a fortitude save to see if you no. can wake up? That's the one thing I'm not at a negative for. We'll, we'll try. Bad. Uh, that would be a twenty-one. You stir from your sleep. You still feel really tired. Why are we watching Tokyo Drift for the third time? (laughs) This isn't okay. Weird. All the windows are open. The blinds are down. They're open again. You know what? It's bright outside. This isn't as as bad. We're gonna. I'm gonna roll perception to see if if uh, Alan uh, hears Alfred freaking out inside. Okay, go ahead. Roll a perception. That is a six. Don't. You are more preoccupied with dragging this barrel, which is actually proving to be more difficult than it should it cl- be. It keeps is getting it stuck. Top? Yeah, it's a closed top I'm just going to roll it. Okay. Yeah. You, you, you realize then, you're like, wait, it's closed top. So then you start rolling it. I would probably wander into the kitchen area. And I know that... Finevere has made coffee before. I'm going to look around and see if I could find coffee supplies. Okay, why don't you go ahead and roll a perception to take a look around the room? I'm still at negatives. Let's see. 20 total. Okay, you look around the room. You go in the cabinets. You go under the sink, which is really more of just a tub to hold water. Uh, You go all through the room, but you don't really find anything in the obvious spots. So you uh, go over to where there was a sack of beans, bags, and other things. You start rifling through those, but you don't find any coffee beans. But you do move a few of these bags so you can get down to them. And as you do, you find what appears to be a latch on a trap door. So we're, we're going to look around the house. I don't see anyone. You feel confident that nobody's I, listening? Nobody's watching you at all? I I attempt to open the latch. You even feel comfortable that the red dots aren't watching. That's that, that's impressive. He, 
<laughs> Don't tell me that. No, I can't say anything. I didn't notice red dots. Nope. Nope. You feel calm. Didn't, no, didn't notice red dots. My brain didn't even register that that was happening. Not even suspicion, nope. suspicious nope. of the mole man. Nope. No. Nope. No. There's no mole man here. So nobody, nobody seems to be so, watching you, and you feel quite alone. I attempt to open the latch. Okay. You lift it. It opens quite easily, and you see a ladder leading down, but it's dark. You do know that there are several lamps around the house, as well as some torches that are left over from the trip. I'll grab one of the lamps and okay. proceed downward. As I proceed downward, I would close the door behind me. You grab the lamp and you find some you find some tinder twig matches and you light the lamp and you proceed down the ladder. I proceed down the ladder, closing the lid as I go. Yes. You close the lid, and it latches, but no, I'm kidding. It doesn't latch behind you. <laughs> That'd be I would funny, have been but... fine with it. <laughs> no, I'm stuck down here. You go it's... down, and as you go down into this, what appears to be cellar, you find crates of food, fruits, vegetables, things that seem to be stored for longer periods of time. It's actually kind of cold down here. Okay. Make a perception check. Five. Yeah. It's just a regular old cellar. Fruits, vegetables, different crates that are sealed up, but you don't know what's inside of them. You just assume it's food. Kind of musky down here beyond that. We're going to head back up. Okay. You go on back up the ladder, lifting the hatch, and you come out. I'd put put the lamp out, put it back where I found it. Okay. I'm going to go over to my box of stuff and... I'm going to work on setting up my alchemy kit, as well as grabbing those syringes that I had from our journey okay. in the yep. facility. Yep. And I'm going to start experimenting with the fluid inside the syringes okay. in an attempt to decipher what it is. Okay. Um. So you try to figure out what this medic like medication or water or whatever it is, whether or not it's like sugar in a placebo. And with the current equipment that you have, you're finding it difficult to figure it out exactly. You're still assuming because of the orange caps that it has on it, that it has to do with insulin. So it might be like a diabetic needle that has pre-drawn up insulin inside of it. But you don't know if it works anymore. I'm going to take one of them and gonna head outside uh to the outside of the house find some corner where i don't think anyone's gonna be like touching the ground or anything in that area and just empty out one of them okay uh alan make a perception check 14 you actually notice that mest seems to be up and about although he's walking around a little bit carelessly and swaying as he goes have i finished watering the sheep it's taken you a bit, but you're almost done, yes. I'll put the barrel down, uh, okay. and I will head inside. Okay. Uh, you wouldn't have been able to, The barrel It was one of those really large barrels, by the way, like uh, man-sized. Not tall, but, you know, like the big, big ones. The ones that, you, that you'd have to, like, lean up against something and then, like, use both your arms and your knees to get it up onto something to start dumping yeah. it out. Yeah, that size. Huge. Huge. It, it would have been a struggle for you, but you, you could try. All right, so, yeah, you put that down, and... Uh, you go over to where Mest is, and Mest, you are emptying out one of these syringes, squeezing out all the liquid. It seems to be going just fine. 
The Earth doesn't look any less diabetic. <laughs> the Earth doesn't have diabetes. That's good. Uh, yes. Mess? <laughs> Are you okay? What? Maybe I was up a little late last night. Uh, yeah, I, I think half of us woke up uh, till you fall into the floor. Uh, where? I just realized. Where is everyone? What's what's They're going all on? In town. It's been about uh, maybe an hour or two since you fell asleep. Maybe you should go back to bed. Uh, I mean, I, I, I should be able to function. I've I've had worse. Alfred, it is in your best interest to rest. You seem to be suffering from some extreme paranoia and a lack of sleep. Now, I don't know if the two are linked, because from your pr- your past uh, behavior, they very well may, may not be. But you really should get some sleep. You're swaying around like you've had five drinks and you're a lightweight. Yeah, I'll be fine. I just, yeah, I need to... It's going. I'm just more or less weighing my options at this point. Wait a minute. Alfred, I'm going to put this to you this way. If you don't rest voluntarily, you will rest involuntarily. For your own good. I already did that. (laughs) Not wrong. (laughs) Either you can take care of yourself, or I will take care of you for you. Are you catching my drift now? I've taken care of myself for the past five years. If you don't sleep, I'm going to put you to sleep. Fine, I'll go lay down if that makes you happy and will get you off my case. <sighs> Alan will monitor him until he seems to have actually fallen asleep. Going to move to Finnevere, who has made his way into the very infamous caravan. So, Finnevere, you, Cece, David, and Kelsey, who has finally caught up, are all at the caravan. All right. <laughs> So I have sped ahead, full blast. I've got to get there to see if there's anything good left. I have to restock on supplies. I sense we'll be heading out not too long from now. You do see that there are still people playing um, music almost as like they just play all day to keep the um, liveliness of it up. But you do see that some of the stalls are starting to get packed up. Hmm. Make a perception check for me really quick. Okay, real roll. Total of nine. Okay. Um. So you notice pretty much m- most of the things that you saw last night doesn't seem to be too much more ma- exciting as it's already really exciting to you that you see all these shops even open. You notice that there are several other people who look to be like bards like yourself who are up on the stage actually at the Flame Slayers ta- Tavern playing out towards the crowd where there seems to be a good number of people enjoying it. You also... Notice that there is, there are several large wagons, and one that's actually a much darker color than the rest. All right. Um, okay. So I'll look for specialty items and then hit up the uh, general supplies. Okay. What okay. are you looking for? So, uh, uh, let's see what's in that black uh, caravan. But I do have a whole lot of general supplies. I do want to see if I can take care of before I leave. Okay. So uh, you approach over to the black wagon, which. You, as you go around to the side of it, it actually looks like there isn't anybody manning it. It actually looks to be a like a closed wagon. Uh, you see that there are these strange notches on the side that don't seem to be fitted to any one particular shape. They're all rectangular, though, and seem to be just almost like they can move. Like the 
entire wagon has these grooves cut into them where inside you see something that looks like it can slide up and down, but you're only seeing this from the outside. But you're really not sure what's inside of it. Uh, does it look like I'm meant to interact with it? Like there's a door or a lever or something? There appears to be on the side of it that there is a door. Okay, I will attempt to open it. Okay, you walk uh, up I'll to knock first. the door. Okay, you'll knock on it. So you go up and you knock on the door and you wait for a moment, but no one seems to answer until after a finally moment, somebody outside says, what are you doing at the door? What can I help you with? Well, I'm just here to hit up the specialty shops, uh, restock huh. on supplies. Well, I see. I love the caravans. I'm glad that you love the caravan, but that is not door for you. Please come down. That is not for you to go into. No, none. It's all right. It's understandable. After all, that is a door that we've put there for, well, personnel only. Ah, my mistake. I'm so sorry. Uh, and you are? I am Madame Poplai. It is a pleasure to meet you. And you are? Finevere Avere. Nice to make your acquaintance. I'll bow and put my hand out. All right. As to, um, like... Yeah, yeah, like you bow and like reach out your hand as for a handshake. Mm -hmm. Her hands are crossed, one across her chest and the other one being held up as if she is posed. And she doesn't take your hand. She just simply mumbles something under her breath. No, it could not be anyone like him. He would never come here. All right. Well, yes, Mr. Finevere, it is nice to meet you. After all, welcome to my caravan. Oh, so this is your caravan. Do you have any fine wares? Look around, you'll see that there are many fine wares. We have whatever you could probably desire. Oh, I am in the the market for a good hairbrush. Uh, I broke my last one back in... We have plenty of those. Ah, fantastic. Uh, do you have uh, more ordinary supplies? Like rags and gloves and such? I mean, we do, but wouldn't it be better to support your local community when it comes to buying the general goods? Uh, I suppose you have uh, have a fair point there. I just am a sucker for caravans. They were the the light of my life when they would come back uh, or come around to my hometown. Oh, and where is your hometown? Ah, uh, Tabor. Oh, Tabor. We have not been there in many years. Ah, uh, well, I highly recommend that you come back. Ah, uh, the we people would, there. But our trade route only leads us to Senai. Um, I'm sorry. I must um. Apologize. The reason I approached you is not only to tell you uh, that that is not a place for you to go into. I also had to ask, do you happen to know someone named Baron Asher? Baron Asher. Uh, can I try to figure out if I've heard that name before? Sure. You can roll a knowledge local. Okay. Will do. You can actually roll knowledge local or knowledge nobility. Um... They're the same for me. Um, okay. Can I take my inspired role on this? You sure could. That puts it at a 24. While it is not a name that you are directly familiar with, you feel like you've heard the name before, and it somehow does seem very familiar to you. And in a way, it, it the name somewhat does also draw you a correlation between Senai and the name. Uh, and that's all I remember? That's about all you remember. I'm sorry, uh, can't say that I, uh, can recall much. It sounds like a name from Senai, but besides that, couldn't tell you. Sorry oh. about that. No, 
worries. I was just, like I said, it is it, no worries. I was uh, only curious because you seem, you have a face that just seems somewhat familiar to me. I will smile. Term. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, she just smiles and she says, now, is there anything else that you are looking for in particular? Something that you might not have been able to get in your village? Um, yes, one of these two things. One would be like a, like a celebratory, like a confetti, like a party popper or such. And perhaps some fine flour, which is difficult to find sometimes. Hmm. You should probably go see a baker. Usually she only sells the, um, the food item, but sometimes she'll sell ingredients for a good price. Good to know. Anyone for the party poppers, you think? We don't really have anyone who does party things at all. There would be a great need for that one day, maybe, but perhaps oh. the only thing I could think would be to go to see one of our, our general wares, like you would say. Well, alternatively, if someone says had some gunpowder, I know someone who might be able to make what I'm looking for. Oh, so that would be with our weapon carriers. I'm just a little distracted. You, you know a whole lot about this caravan. Do you, you wouldn't happen to be the uh, the ringleader here? Of course. After all, this goes Popeye's caravan, and I am Madame Popeye. Ah. Ah, see you put two and two together, finally. Uh, well, then it was very nice of me to meet you. I'll have to remember to see you uh, if I see you in the future. Yes, all right. Well. well, I think I'll be off and see if I can find uh, find these wares. Thank you so much for your help. Yes, and remember, we are only in town about once a month, and well, we'll be heading out before the sun goes down today. Actually, it's uh, quite convenient of me walking into you. There's something that I'd like to ask. Isn't often that you have uh, companion travelers that follow the same route at the same time that you do? Yes, many times we do, which is very common for a price. I see. Uh, where would you be headed next, As, out of curiosity? Uh, I have some folks that uh, would very much like to head south, or at very least uh, north towards Land's Respite. So you have people that you would like to bring with you coming north? Uh, if that's where you're headed. That actually is one of our stops. First we're going to New Ern, and then we'll be going to Land's Respite, and then from there on to Senai. Fantastic! Um... Uh, might we talk prices? And do you have a group discount? A <laughs> group discount? Perhaps. We may talk. Unless you have something else that you can offer. Money is always preferable. Oh. Money and or services. She looks you up and down. She's somewhat of a hefty lady herself, but she smiles. And what kind of services could you be offering to Madame Popeye? I have an aspiring medical aide in, in our company. Uh, a seasoned... A seeker, uh, and I wager that I could give your uh, your band a run for their money myself. Oh, my, my goodness, you seem very confident in this. Well, perhaps I would prefer have demonstrations regarding such things. Medically wise, you have to be careful who you take with you regarding medicine. Anybody can claim to be medicinally active or proactive, but that doesn't mean that they are any good. Do you have any goods that could demonstrate such things? Ah, uh, not on my person, no. Unfortunately, I'd have to come back. I have seen his work firsthand, and I do say I see a lot of promise in him. Uh, but as for a demonstration, 
if that's what you require. Uh, and I will pull out my loot. I'll measure my voice to make sure that it's something that pumped up audibly so that she can hear me clearly, but I don't want to be disruptive to the, uh, okay. the bard's professional okay. courtesy and all that. Yeah. Are you going to try and use Fascinate on her, perhaps? As a bardic performance, or just a straight-up performance? Fascinating. Well, I, I have some uh, some news. Yeah? Uh, unless you say either... Uh, unless you say it, you didn't tell you to roll for that, I did roll performance before you stopped me. <laughs> it, was, it was a one. Total one? No, no, oh. no, no, no. Oh. Total of 13. Okay. I almost had a heart attack. I was like, oh no. Um, I cannot. Uh, I, I am I am ordinary on my worst day. Oof. Um, the first note you strike is not the best one. Your fingering on the loot is not correct, and you actually get a sour note doing that, but you manage to correct it, but you can tell that she's not quite impressed by your performance. I see. Hmm. Must still be early. Uh, I'll try again later. <laughs> like I said... I have other deal, like money speaks to me. If you would like to come along with my caravan, it will cost you 10 silver per person. And we can waive the fee if your people actually do prove to be as useful as you say, but only for those people. It is only fair. Understood. After all, money talks. Money does talk very loudly. All right. Well, I think I'll get to those wares if you don't mind. Thank you so much. Yes. I hope to see you soon. Preferably before evening. We must strike deal. Must be filled out on paper. Understood. All right, and I'll make my way to the wares. Uh, I'll, I'll do my professional bow and courtesy. I'll okay. respectfully right. leave. If what you're looking for is just the party poppers and the flour, you are able to find it, which only costs you for a pound of flour, 15 copper, no, five copper, I'm sorry. Five copper for the pound of flour, very fine flour. And the party poppers, how many did you want? Because they have 15 of them. Uh, I'll take them all. Okay. They are a copper a piece. And uh, what is it like um, string confetti or is it like a powdery type stuff? Powdery stuff would be easier for them to obtain, so powdery. As for the flour, I'll probably stock up on, I'm assuming we're going to go on a trip. I'll see if I can get 20 pounds of it. 20 pounds of it? Yes. Mm, that's a lot of flour, by the way. Um, Scratch that, 25. The baker looks at you. Uh, sir, please, I don't have enough to give you. Oh. I'm sorry, I have to use for baking. I have to make my cupcakes. They are the best in the caravan. Obviously, they're the only one. Oh, I would never hurt your business. Yes, Could you spare sorry. five pounds? Three if you really strapped? A three would be about all I can give you. I'm sorry, but I have to make cupcakes for the for the travelers. They're the, one of the most popular items. Then may I get some cupcakes as well? Oh, of course. What kind of cupcakes? I have blueberry, strawberry, banana. I am partial to blueberry. How many would you like? Do you have seven? Do I have seven? Look at the counter. Yes, I have seven. I'm trying to sell all these before the evening. I have over 60. Oh, uh, I will take seven. Thank you. All right. So that is a copper piece. Excellent. Yes. Well, if you want uh, the three pounds of the flour, that would be five copper per bag. So that's a total of uh, the 15 if the one pound wasn't good enough for you. Uh, she stacks up all of your cupcakes in a, like, not stacks them, but she puts them all in a box for you. Fantastic. All right. I, I will graciously take her three pounds that she said she could spare 
Let me just give you a quick description of her too, really quick. Um, you see a very smiley-faced, very like pudgy woman with rosy red cheeks, a rosy red nose, and red hair that she has tied up in two buns that look like dumplings on her head. Oh my gosh, she's adorable. I will tip her an extra five copper. Oh, you are so kind. I love this. It is, I am so happy. I really am grateful for everything that you have done for buying of my cupcakes. If you would love to have more, I would love to see you again. Do, what is your name? Uh, my name is Finnevere Avir, and I aspire to be a merchant as well. So maybe we will see much of each other. Oh, a merchant as well. Oh. Perhaps you should talk to Poplai about joining if you want to be a merchant. Perhaps I will one day. I just have a business to tend to at the moment. Oh, I'm so sorry, but I would love for you to come and join us. I think we would have a lot of fun, especially if you like to bake. I mean, who wouldn't want to bake with 25 pounds of flour? Hmm, I'll just smile. Uh, <laughs> I can't say what I'm thinking. I can't say, I can't let her know that I'm bad at baking. Otherwise, she'll question why I want the flour. What is Finnevere thinking exactly? What is he going to use it for? Or is this a surprise for me? Uh, well, partly because it's a really nice ingredient for something like pancakes on the road. The other might be a surprise. We can talk after a session sometime. All right. Sounds good. All right. And no, I'm not trying to blow anything up if you're that's what you're thinking, <laughs> Goblin Slayer fans. I'm going to pan over to Smoot and Amali really quick. So, Smoot and Amali are still at the marketplace. All right, so now that we have some peace and quiet and no one's going to interrupt us, what, what exactly was your oh-so-temporary solution to our relatively large problem? Uh, I found a place to put it temporarily. Sure. You could have put it in a basket full of kittens. That doesn't mean it's a good idea. Well, it's not in a basket full of kittens, so it's not a bad idea. Well, where is it? Ugh. We can't help you if you don't tell us what you're doing. It's... Uh... He gets really close to your ear. He's like, okay, don't... I'm sorry, this is really close, but... uh, There's a personal boundary here. I mean, listen, <laughs> there are no wrong answers. Just really bad ideas. Don't be worried of judgment. I just want to know what we're working with so we can find a hopefully more permanent solution. It's in the outhouse. Swimming and poop? It, 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 did you put it in the toilet? Uh, no. No, it's in the bathtub. Okay, why were you scared of saying that? That sounds like a good idea. It has water. It needs that. It's in a confined space where it's not going to just run off. This is true, but it's in the outhouse. We should probably tell everyone. See, it isn't a bad idea if everyone knows it's in there. It's actually surprisingly docile. Oh, what? You, you, you want to name it Clarence and walk it on a leash around the town? Ew, who names anything Clarence? I don't know. Finnevere wanted to name it Chompy. That's even worse. You're right. Clarence is better. Let's see if we can catch up with everyone and try and figure out where we're going from here. All right, fine. I mean... I was trying to keep it low profile, but of course, you have to talk about it in public, Smooth. What do you mean? It's literally just us here. In public, and he gestures to literally around you both. Okay. Would you want to, you want to go to a back alley? I don't know if you know like this. People? I, 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 I don't know if you know this. You're really loud, Smooth. Oh, like you're any better, Amali. I'm not that loud. You're right, because you don't talk to anyone about your problems. Well, it keeps me from being loud, so there's no uh, problem. 
No, there is a problem. You need to talk to people so they can help you. It's not that complicated of a concept, apparently. It is for you. We're going to go and find everyone, and we're going to tell them what's going on, and then we're going to figure out what we're doing. All right. That's fine. So where do we start? By finding everyone. Let's go to the marketplace. Mest is probably still unconscious back of the house, and I'm sure Alan's just doing things and stuff. Oh, God. No, we got to go back to the house first. If Alan found that toad, I think we're all screwed. Oh. Why did we let him stay behind? I don't know. You're the one who gave him an axe. Ah! Amali's running. Scoot would keep up with him once he sees it as a breakdance pick. Meanwhile, Alan, back at the house, just responsibly doing chores and not murdering anything, as he did promise Amali he would not murder. I'm so proud of Alan. Look at the character growth. To be fair, he's not murdered anybody. Just the threats of murder have died down. I'm so proud. He did also explicitly promise to not murder because self-defense is not murder. You've just wanted that Toto to attack you. I see how it is. It's just an innocent baby. I'm gonna round all of you up because the decision needs to be made. So everyone is back at the house. Smoot. And uh, Molly have checked on the baby Toto. So they, they just charge straight back. They open the door. The baby Toto is there. Oh, okay. It, it crees at them. Would have been nice to have a warning. That's what I said. Why would you go in to take a dump? No, I had to water the sheep. Oh, well, either way, that's kind of funny. But um, I'm glad you didn't kill it. I promised no murder. Um, Molly actually walks over and he gives you a bro hug. And Smoot would walk up and give Alan a pat on the back. We're so proud of you. Now, is Mess still unconscious on the floor inside? He woke up. I told him to go back to bed. Did he listen? He's not really good at doing that. He went back inside and laid down and stayed there for a while. Uh, Mess, you can make a uh, fortitude save if you would like to try to wake up. Your drowsiness has gone down to negative, to minus two instead, so it's slightly drowsy. You're only mildly inconvenient. Twenty-one. Ooh, you wake up. Your tummy's a little rumbly. Mess, do you go run to the bathroom? I would probably walk myself towards the bathroom. Okay. Oh, do I see? Do I see him? He going outside? Yeah, yeah, you do. Oh, you. Go behind the bush. I see it in your eyes. Uh, uh, see, see what in my eyes? Wait, wait. I think I see it too. I don't. I got nothing. He's what got his face. Oh, interesting. Well, it, wait. You want him to poop in the bushes? Yes. Fertilizer. Good idea. Do it. Precisely. Also, there's a toad in the bathtub. A what? What's in the bathtub? Oh, yeah, we kind of kidnapped a small lizard to try to save you. You may not go near it. walking towards the bushes. You may not go near it. This is the exact same thing that got you paralyzed last time. Amali. Uh, Mess? I've started walking to the bushes. You good on your... uh, Smooth. What? Why do you open your eyes? Oh, come on, like she was going to go to... you? What, do you rather have her go to the bathroom and be surprised? We could have moved it. Well, okay, we can still move it. He looks frustrated and just face palms. Uh, anyway, uh, mess. When you're done taking a break, we'll call it that. Come back over here. We need to. We need to have a have a talk. All right, sure. Yeah. Well, it's about what our next move is. Uh, and that's where we're going to end off on this episode because we didn't get to it. Madam Pablo, I would like to end the episode for all of you. If you will like the episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review for the, uh, what is this? The Missing Doll Player Found 
podcast specifically and you'll leave the review in your preferred listening application. These are strange words I'm just going to say. Uh, besides the point, they said, oh, they have a shop. You should go and do stuff at the shop, buy things because money talks. Uh, beside that, oh, they say something about Discord. What kind of Discord are they in? Sounds like lots of trouble. Uh, link. What is Link? Link is in the description below. Who wrote this? Who wrote this? This makes no sense. Listen, I've been tired, okay? Oh, all right. Well, it's a link is in the description below or go to Twitter where birds chirp and follow at Roll Found. What the heck is this? All right, fine. Go follow at Roll Found on the Twitter where birds chirp and the Instagram. I, I don't know what that is at all. I can't even make up a joke about it because it's not funny. Uh, yeah. So if you like the episode, please love them because they need love and I will return to give you ending. Perfect. Okay. Bye. 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 Hey, hey, Zach. Fun fact about coffee. Two cups is potent enough to reduce the penalties from the fatigue condition from minus two to minus one or one hour. <laughs>